Hi, you guys. We are Kate and Cal, just two mamas on a mission to help women get in a daily routine with God's Word. We have seen the power of transparency when we share bits and pieces of our own walks with the Lord and hope that you see Jesus in these unfiltered, everyday conversations. We hope you dive headfirst into this community and ask God to move in your life through a daily pursuit of His wisdom and grace. So take a walk, grab a coffee, and put in those headphones as we encourage you in light of the gospel. Can't wait to do this with you. Hi, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Before we get started, I wanted to read a review that was left on our podcast. This is from A. Murphy 17, and she said, I thank Kate and Cal for helping guide me closer to the Lord in scripture and daily accountability. I've been a Christian all my life, but never had a personal relationship with the Bible. This is something that intimidated me in the past. Where do I start? How do I start? I knew I wanted to try, and the Lord led me here. Now, over a year into their group, I love how much I'm learning about the Lord and walking daily with Him. I can't imagine life anymore without it. Their podcast is just another reflection on their passion and commitment to this group and sharing the Word of God. Thank you, ladies. I'd highly recommend. Thank you, friend, for sharing those kind words. And if you have been encouraged by this podcast, um, we would love if you would leave us a review. It's not just to... Uh, toot our own horns, but it does help um, other women find our podcast as well. And so if that's something that you would care to do, um, you can do so on Apple or Spotify, I believe, um, just by scrolling down and clicking rate and review. So thank you so much for those of you who have taken time to do that. Today, we're going to talk about parenting in the little stages. Um, So Kate and I haven't been moms for very long. I have been a mom for three and a half years. Um, Kate has been a mom for almost two years and, um, so we're not veteran moms by any means, but we are in the thick of the little stage stages. So we wanted to talk about parenting in the little stages, having a relationship with the Lord in the little stages. I feel like these are questions we get a lot. Um, and we are not experts, but we would be happy to share kind of where we're at in our hearts and, um, what the Lord has taught us so far in our short little gig at this motherhood thing. Um, so the little stage, it's a hard, but a good stage. And I hear they're all like that. They all have their hard and they all have their good is what I hear. Um, but it is a unique parenting stage in that there is just so much responsibility on you each moment of the day, just to keep these tiny humans alive. (laughs) Never mind the extra stuff. Like we are responsible for making sure that they eat, that they are clean, that they aren't walking around in soiled diapers, that they were even responsible for making sure they sleep. Like what other humans are you making sure that they sleep? Not many, (laughs) but we have to like calculate how much time that they need before for their next nap. And there's just so much in a day. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely a unique stage in that. Mm-hmm. I was even, so we were at a family wedding a couple of weeks ago and I was talking to one of my more distant cousins who I've always looked up to and, um, always looked up to their faith as well. But that's kind of not the point. The point is that she has kids in middle school and high school. I think her oldest is like 19 or something like that. So she's in a completely different stage of motherhood and she's seen a lot of different phases of motherhood. And what she was telling me was what she remembered about the little years was the exhaustion. And like, yes, she also remembered like the sweet, cute handholds and their little tiny voices and all those good parts. But she was like, it was just so exhausting. And she can say that as someone who's been a mom for 19 years and has four children. And so 
to me, that was honestly just a little bit of music to my ears and relief in the sense that, okay, sometimes I'm a little bit too hard on myself. Um, and I just love that she acknowledged that, yes, it's sweet. She holds those memories dearly, but being out of that season now, she recognized that it can be hard and it can be conflicting. And she even mentioned this. She was like, everyone will just constantly tell you, you know, enjoy those moments. One day you'll miss them. And I'm like, yes, that is exactly what we hear all the time as moms of littles. And we're doing that. Like, trust me, I have had literal anxiety before of people like that, those words ringing in my head of not wanting to miss it and not wanting to like not enjoy these little moments. And I feel like I'm doing that to the best of my ability, but, um, I don't know. It's just wrestling with that and wrestling with those exhausting, exhausting moments as well. And so I I just think at times it's nice to hear that from someone who's been through it and is in a completely different phase. And she's facing way different challenges than I am right now as well that I will be nervous to encounter then, I'm sure. But it was just a little bit of taking the pressure off and allowing myself to not be so hard on myself sometimes in these little stages. Um, And we want to talk about how God has placed us in right into this season. He knows just how hard and beautiful and wonderful and tiring and all the things that that it is. Um, And he also has given us everything we need to be equipped for each moment um, and will continue to do so with each day that we face um, and each stage that we face in motherhood from here on out which is so refreshing. (laughs) I think that most of us can agree that one of the hardest parts of this stage is the sleep deprivation. Um, Mm -hmm. I have shared over and over that Carson wasn't a great sleeper, but I don't think Carson is our oldest. And I don't think I've shared just how bad it was when he was eight weeks old. He was awake every 20 minutes throughout the entire night. And everyone was like, his sleep is going to elongate and he'll sleep for hours at a time. And that stubborn little child slept for only 90 minutes at a time for the entire first 13 months of his life. Um, and it was brutal. I mean, I was a walking zombie and I was not healthy. It was not a, not a great season. Um, God created us to sleep. You guys, this is scientifically proven. We know this. We know that we are healthier when we get so many X many hours of sleep. Um, but he also created these tiny humans to need us throughout the night. Maybe not every 20 to 90 minutes. That was just a little extra special year that we got to have. But <laughs> if anybody don't have kids right now, don't let this scare you. I did not have a sense. Like, I, had, I had the sleep-deprived scenarios for sure. And we've had really hard months as well, but it wasn't quite so brutal. No, and our we have had other children, and they are not they're not as bad either. So that was definitely not a fear tactic. It was more of meant for if you are in that kind of season, know that you're not alone because I definitely felt alone in that season when my friends were like, they slept through the night last night and they're eleven weeks old, and I was like, not helpful. <laughs> um, and so if you have one of those extra special children, just know they really are extra special. He is just one of my favorite humans. He's the best. Um, but you know, he did a lot of extra thinking apparently in the middle of the night to make him that special. He's so wise at three. (laughs) Um, but no, God really did create us to sleep, but he also created these tiny humans to need us throughout the night. You know, however many often times that is, we all have had nights that are hard, um, throughout the little stages. And so, um, know that 
like, remember that he knows that you are not at your best when you are not sleeping well. He knows this because he created you like this, and yet he still created these babies to need us. And so he has put us in this season of our little ones needing us in the middle of the night. And he, I just believe the Lord has a special kind of grace for moms in this season of like, he knows that we are not at our best because we are not able to get sleep. In order to steward our children well, to be the moms that he has called us to be, we're not always able in every single night and every single season to get a great night of sleep. And that can make us very tired and sleep deprivation can do a lot to our brains. Um, So there's grace for this season. Um, and we actually just recorded a podcast last week about, um, this. So refer to that last one about, I think the four things that are holding you back from reading the word daily. Um, that one, something along those lines for the title, but, um, refer to that one for some tips in this season. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's also a lot of information and accounts out there on social media, on parenting, and this can sometimes have us feeling some type of way about how we are parenting for better or for worse. And that even comes to sleep, right? Like there's like the right way to do sleep and the wrong way to sleep, do sleep according to social media. And, um, you know, should you sleep train? Should you not sleep train? And that is not what we are speaking to at all. In fact, I would say Kate and I are both fans of some type of sleep training for our children. Um, but there's a lot of information out there that says, you know, one way or the other, it can it can make you feel right or wrong in the way that you're parenting. Um, and it's not necessarily like a biblically sound answer. It just is that person's opinion. Um, and that can make it just really hard when we're, we're reading and we're scrolling and this information is bombarding us, especially when we're tired. And um, so we just want to remind you um, to hold it all to scripture, no matter how good it sounds or how guilty it makes you feel, um, hold it to scripture before you let that consume you and the way that you parent. Mm-hmm. And the next couple of things I'm going to say are very much speaking in general here and by no means pointing fingers. I think it's things Callie and I have both like been aware of in our own hearts and guarded ourselves against. And so, I think it's worth mentioning that I feel like our generation has a couple of faults when that we tend to fall into as new moms. And part of it's just not our fault. It's just what we're exposed to and on a daily basis and with social media and the age of social media that we're in um, has a lot to do with it, I think. But one of them is that we tend to jump on the newest trend in research or in motherhood without actually holding it to scripture like Callie was kind of just saying. And it's because we see it all over social media and I need you guys to understand something about social media. Okay. It, the algorithm is nutty. It is designed to show you more of what you've shown interest in. And so it's loud. Again, it's designed. And so if you click on a post that's speaking to one new trendy mom something, the algorithm will then start placing more of that in your eyesight, in your Mm -hmm. stories, in your explore page. Even when you're not following people, they're showing you sponsored things. It's constant. And so it feels like, oh, well, everybody's doing this when that actually is probably not the case. But Instagram and Facebook and algorithms are so smart that they can make you feel like everyone's doing it. And so we just need to be really aware of that and how tricky it can get when it's putting that in front of your face. 
My husband literally said this to me the other day. I was kind of just like venting about something that I'd been seeing going around and I was like, it's everywhere. And he's like, it's really not though. <laughs> he was like, it's on your feed. He's like, I have seen nothing about this. Yes. And so it is so true. Kate is making a super, super valid and important point for us women who are most likely consuming social media, especially if you're getting this podcast, like my guess is you found it on social media. And, um, it is just so true. And it's so easy to think like, this is truth because it's very, like she said, loud and aggressive and opinionated. And it always has hits a pain point. Like that's the point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it makes you feel some type of way about it. And so, um, just know it's so true. And our husbands, if we bring it up to them can probably attest that they are not seeing what we are seeing everywhere on social media, which tells you it's not everywhere. Right. And like, it's, Honestly, to the point where I want the general public to like understand marketing strategies on Instagram and on Mm -hmm. social media, because when you do understand it, you can see how they're specifically triggering pain points for you when they post certain things. And so it's just something to be aware of that I feel like we can really fall into. I know I've even done it before and that's why it's important to be talking to our spouse and our community of people right in front of us. Um, and that kind of leads me into the next point that I feel like is another fault of our, our age category is we don't always seek that counsel and wisdom from those who have gone before us in early stages of motherhood. I feel like, yes, we all come from different family backgrounds. Yes, we all come from different scenarios. Um, but and also, I also want to acknowledge that research has been such a blessing over the last 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, and we know so much more now, and we're going to know so much more in 20 years from now when our babies start having babies. And that's that's important because I think sleep is a huge one on this. Like, so much research about sleep has happened, um, and it is okay to acknowledge that, and it's probably important to be updated on that. But... I think it tends to make us feel like we know more than people who have also walked through these stages. People that have good intentions for you and for your babies and for your families. It's the older ladies at church that you may roll your eyes at instead of actually taking what they're saying seriously. Or, um, you know, your own mothers or your own mother-in-laws. They just have a lot of wisdom to share. And I think it's important to at least listen and acknowledge it. And acknowledge that they have walked through seasons we haven't yet walked through. Mm-hmm. And then you can still ultimately decide what's best for you and your family. I'm not saying you need to take all the wisdom and, and implement it. But hearing it can be so helpful. And so I think we just need to humble ourselves a little bit more often. And just listen to that wise counsel. Yes, totally. And I think that sometimes, too, there's like flippant comments that are made that might feel like they're hurtful. And that's where we kind of like write yes. people off. Um, but when you actually sit down and like have a conversation, my mother-in-law and my mother-in-law and I have had so many helpful conversations when we've actually taken the time to sit down and talk through things, you know, that, that she experienced or that I'm experiencing and like just asking for wisdom there. And, and same with other women in my life that I've, mm-hmm. I've asked for wisdom there. And, you know, if you let the flippant comments go, cause sometimes they just come out of people's mouth, right? Haven't you ever said something that was like, Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. Or that wasn't super helpful. I do it like every day. I'm pretty sure. So, <laughs> um, I think that we all do it. And so just having grace for one another in that and just acknowledging that we're all in different seasons now, and that can make it hard to, to have that same compassion. But when you actually have 
take the time to have a real conversation with somebody um, that has walked this before. Often they have, like Kate said, so many good things to say and a lot more compassion than like mm-hmm. what the lady in the grocery store said to you that hurt your feelings <laughs> and things right. like that. Right. And so like just keep that in mind is that sometimes we have to seek out those intentional conversations with those who are um, mm-hmm. older than us or have walked this path before us um, rather than just like hoping they happen. Um, and then find friends. No, go and- ahead. I was just going to say, and one thing to keep in mind, too, is remembering, like, our financial coach was always, like, you're not going to take financial advice from someone who is, like, spending their money flippantly and has no organization and blah, 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 but you're going to take it from someone who's showing and exemplifying, you know, responsible financial behavior in their lives. And so I would say the same thing kind of goes for here. Like we want to be taking wisdom and counsel from people who are most, I would say in general, who are following Jesus and making decisions biblically based on um, their belief in Jesus Christ. And find friends to walk this season with. In-person community can be kind of scarce when you have littles, when you, especially with like trying to line up nap times. Like we have this Monday moms group at our church that just got started. It's once a month and it's like nine to 11, which is exactly when Luke naps. And I like had the thought in my mind of like, it's Luke's nap time. I can't go. And I was talking to my husband and I was like, I can do it for one day out of the month. Like we can handle one bad nap one day out of the month. Like that's no big deal. And I just need to like get over that. And so, um, one, it's going to take a little bit of sacrifice. It doesn't mean you have to like go do something every day of the week and never let your baby nap. Like I'm not recommending that either, but you can find areas you need to maybe sacrifice in order to get that in-person community that can be so hard to find. Um, and do play dates. Sometimes finding a friend that like maybe has a baby in a different season of nap times than you and they can come to your house during that. Um, one of my best friends, that is what we do. And it's honestly been really helpful because we've just kind of always been in opposite seasons and that's been helpful for us because we can, you know, sometimes in some seasons I can bring my kids to her and sometimes she can bring her kids to me and it just really helps in that. Um, and church is a really great time. Stay a li- linger a little bit after church, you know, actually have conversation with people after church. Um, and you know what? Texting and phone calls are also super helpful on hard days and something that I utilize daily as well. So finding people to walk the season with who are going to encourage you, um, in the Lord, um, and not just let you sit in those hard feelings, not that hard feelings are bad, Um, The Lord can handle our hard feelings too, and he wired us to have them, Um, but not letting ourselves sin from those feelings um, or to neglect um, sharing the gospel and being a light. Um, And so that's really all we kind of have for you guys today. I hope that that was encouraging for you. Um, And again, we are not experts, but we just kind of are sharing some things that came to mind when we were thinking about the little years and things that have helped us to spur us onward in our relationship with the Lord and community with others. So true. And Callie just talked a lot about in-person community, which we think is so important. And our group that we designed is not a replacement for that. However, we've also acknowledged like on a daily basis, it's not very feasible sometimes for us to get that daily accountability and encouragement and discussion about the Bible. And the easiest way we found to do that is 
by creating this online community where Callie and I are your online BFF that posts an encouragement or an explanation or something helpful each day to our group. And then following the Bible reading plan we design, the women read that passage for the day and then they come and check in on that post and we share what we've been learning. And some of us just share that, hey, I've done it for today and that's all that they could do for today. And that's perfectly fine. I'd say it's probably 50-50 on the people who check in with our posts. Um, But that's what we created the online community for. um, And it's been so, so helpful for us in these little years and for hundreds of other women as well. And so that's something that we have going on every single month. You can join at any point in the month. Um, Right now we're in the middle of a plan for October. And you can join it by going to our website, kateandcalco.com. But coming up for the rest of the year is kind of like a glance into the future. In November, we're going to be doing um, a plan that was designed to focus on Thanksgiving and gratitude. And then in December, we have a plan that goes along with Advent. Um, And then in January, we'll be diving back into a book of the Bible from start to finish. And so... That's kind of a glance at the next few months at Kate and Cal, and if that's something that interests you, the door is open. Um, Again, you can go to our website to sign up. We'll link it in the show notes, and either way, we are just so glad that you have been here with us today, and we hope this has encouraged you in some way. See you guys later. Thanks for hanging out with us on today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, we would love it if you would leave us a review wherever it is you are listening from. If you want to join our everyday community that goes through the Bible, reading plans together each month, check out how to get plugged in at our website, kateandcalco.com. Our community is made up of incredible women committed to ditching the excuses and holding each other accountable to getting into God's word daily, even when that looks imperfect. We hope to see you in there.